You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Mark, and Troy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fireside Chat. Yes, sadly, we were going to do 301, but, you know, life gets in the way, and hey, we're not all here again. We're never all uh, here. I'm your host. <laughs> well, that is very true. And I'm here now. I'm your so. host. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Don't, don't, don't let out the secrets yet, okay? Shh. Don't let out the secrets. Because when you get there, you're going to get a lot of hate, just so you know. Oh, I'm ready. Bring it on. Uh... I'm your host, Ricky Mick. Alongside with me is the killer turned whore, Troy. What's the business? Okay, so, little bit of uh, news here before we get into our special guest. Uh, Alex uh, is not here because he had to work. Yield, same reason. Mark, I don't know. He's just being Mark somewhere. He, he gave me a legit reason. I just don't remember what the hell it was at this point. So, uh, actually, I didn't even ask our guest what he wanted to be called. So, I'm just going to say, we have a special guest, and you are? I'm the, the trophy disaster, uh, Stephen Fontana. Okay, so we are calling you Stephen, okay? Some, uh, some people, some Stephen. people don't like to be called by their government names around here, so we have to make oh, sure that it was care. okay. No, I don't care. All right. Now, for anybody who doesn't know... Um, because I think uh, not a lot of people would know this, honestly. Um, Steven, I don't remember how exactly we hooked up on Facebook. But one thing I did notice about Steven was that he was a Rangers fan, <laughs> which is not a very, very popular thing around this podcast and this website. Uh, so we, me and Steven started talking back and forth. And then uh, the playoffs started. <laughs> and Steven has been my, my savior when it comes to these playoff games. Uh, I, I call Steven my personal play-by-play man. <laughs> because because I'm not able to listen to the game on the radio due to my job's restrictions. And obviously, I can't watch a video uh, watch on my phone because like, I'm driving. Steven has turned into my personal play-by-play announcer. Where during the game, he will literally on Facebook Messenger, give me a play-by-play what's going on. When penalties happen, when hard hits get happen, he's, he says uh, uh, the king is standing on his head. That's a hockey term if you don't know what that means. <laughs> but that's who – that I've hired him as a part of Proven Gamer as a writer, but he is my – he is Tricky's personal play-by-play announcer. <laughs> it's an honor to be your play-by-play uh, announcer. However, what you don't know – is that you uh, are actually my savior because if I didn't have that to occupy my brain during games, I would probably be dead. I they I, Playoff you, hockey kills me. Yeah, it, it's very stressful. <laughs> uh, so actually during my nap yesterday, because I actually found time to like, to like sneak a nap, uh, the game was on the television and like I was half asleep. And all I know is it sounded like a, a foreign language to me, except they kept repeating this one guy's name, who, who who is a guy who plays for the Rangers that apparently was scoring a lot of goals and doing a lot of stuff. I'm not familiar with his name. Uh, 
Okay, help me Brady out. Brady Shea, probably. probably. Probably, yes, Brady Shea. Brady Shea. So yeah, so like that's all I keep hearing, and everything else I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah, but I just keep game. hearing Brady Shea, Brady Shea, and I'm like, all right, Brady Shea. I'm surprised you don't hear Henrik Lundqvist in your sleep. His name gets mentioned a lot. What, what's what's amazing? Can you guess how Brady Shea's name is spelled? His first last or last? Name? His last name. S H A E. No, <laughs> that's what everybody would think. Or S H A Y. It is uh, Bradius normal. Uh, it is S K J E I. Yeah, that's some Eastern European <laughs> shit right there. <laughs> so whenever I have the to do play by play and tell Tricky what, what he's doing, I'm like uh, Brady Skajeka. Yeah. Brady. Brady. Actually ends with Brady S. The message actually ends with whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. Brady S. <laughs> That's how his name appears right. in the NHL game, I'm sure. For anybody who's not familiar with a uh, fireside chat, uh, fireside chat, chat. That was a chat. That's fireside a- chat. Uh, basically, it's no news. None of our normal segments. We we just basically shoot the shit. Um, I, I'm sure our listeners are probably turning off this already because one one fireside chat we did what I don't know half an hour, forty five minutes on wrestling. Oh yeah, <laughs> I slept through that one. Their damn minds. Uh, Sorry about actually, the snoring. Yeah, we actually heard you snoring. Uh, this one we're starting off with hockey, which I'm pretty sure uh, because the playoffs are going on. And and I literally whatnot. slept uh, through that hockey game, so I can tell you how that works. We, we may have increased <laughs> our Canadian audience, though. That, yeah. You know. Well, I don't know. I mean, the Rangers are taking out Canadian teams. You have to you have to make the title of the episode Brady Shea, and you have to spell it correctly, and only hockey people will understand what the hell it is. Might have to do that. All right. So, like I said, this is a very informal show. This is uh, we we brought Steven on uh the show because he is my personal play 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 announcer, and you know he gets my respect. And anytime he wants to be on the podcast, he can be on the podcast. Sweet tricky rules. I'm the owner of the, the website. Uh, I make the rules. That's the way it goes down. But the reality, we brought Steven on because he is a a new writer on Proving Gamer, and we wanted our listeners to know who he is, and you know he has a voice and whatnot. Um, so, Steven, I I know that there are some topics out there that you have not currently written an article for, mm-hmm. and you may or may not write an article for. But I know there's video game topics out there sure. that you want to discuss. So let's start the discussion with you. Just bring up any topic. Uh, try to keep it PlayStation related. Sure. But we can go anywhere you want. So one of the things that, first of all, I'm a, I'm a big PlayStation fan. Uh, I grew up a Nintendo kid, as most kids born in the 80s have, in 70s. Um, grew up a Nintendo guy, but then when PlayStation came along, it kind of just stole my heart. And uh, I've kind of been following it ever since then. Um, That's really funny, because PlayStation stole my wallet. <laughs> well, yeah, back in uh, two, what was it two thousand six? Yeah, definitely. Oh, right. I had to oh, save you know just every time they have a flash months. sale. Oh, forget it. Uh, yeah, it's it's no bueno. I mean, the backlog is getting an absolute hammer. Nope. It is getting. Uh, dude, you keep get you keep getting better because no bueno is a phrase I use all the time. <laughs> we we live like twelve miles you, from each you other. You guys are like literally the same happen. person, is what I'm I'm understanding from this. <laughs> Uh, Troy, uh, Steve, I gotta cut you off for a second. Yeah. Uh, I, Troy, you, you gotta, I gotta tell you and the listeners. Um, me, me and uh, Stephen, uh, 
Can I call you Steve? It yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, just, I give my official I, name because it's Googleable. I'm in a couple of movies and stuff, so if anybody's looking for me, you know, they can find yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, well, me and Steve, we decided to. Uh, well, I decided, and then Steve went along with the 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 ride. We decided to troll our significant others. Um, I, I'm currently looking for a another apartment and whatnot. So I, I told uh, I told Steve over Facebook. I said I'm gonna start some shit. He goes, really? What do you, what are you gonna do? And I said, just follow along as long as you can. And for the next, I don't know what, six seven hours, uh, I I put a message in saying, hey, well, me and Steve have we decided we're gonna be buying a house. We're gonna buy a four bedroom house, and we're all moving in together. And then we started laying down the rules like. Um, there has to be a ranger cave in the basement that's uh, designed just like a, a hockey rink. Um, the the we, we're gonna put the, the women get inside, we get the outside. We get to uh, dictate what happens on the outside of the house. Uh, now, aside from now, the I've ranger. only spent a few hours in New York, but are four bedroom houses very common in New York? <laughs> I don't get the feeling that that's a very common thing. If you have about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in the bank, yeah, you could probably put a. 20% down payment on a four-bedroom <laughs> house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're, well, see, where you were in my house for overnight, but in my neighborhood, like, my house is a four-bedroom house. Okay, yeah. Because technically... I got you. Because techni- technically, my apartment... It's a finished apartment in the basement of a bigger it, house. Right. So, upstairs, there's four bedrooms. Uh, now... I'm not going to tell everybody how much the house cost, but yeah, it costs a pretty penny. It's I ludicrous. imagine it's ludicrous in this city. It's nuts. But but uh, then then we started going. Maybe we'll get a two-family house where you know two. It's basically a house with separated. It's like where a duplex. Two live on I, I know of it as a right. duplex. So I you know then we started saying we'll just knock down the center wall and we'll just make one big house. Uh, we. Uh, I'm sure there's like no. The most, I'm yeah, sure there's no structural sitcom. problems with that. <laughs> Knocking out the, the uh, wall in between two duplexes. Nah, we'll just throw uh, up a, one of those beams or whatever. It'll be fine. I don't know who came up with the idea, but we said we had to have an in-ground pool that we were going to flash freeze so we can uh, train our kids how to play hockey. <laughs> it's going to be some pretty it, it boring would, practices because they're both going to be goalies. And, and But the one rule that we laid down was there was no decorative towels in the house. No. That's it. No, no decorative. If a, if a towel isn't for your face, your hands... Uh, your body I don't know, man. My wife's got some nice cheese. monogrammed S towels that she puts up in the bathroom. I actually kind of like them. That's great, but can you use it on your face or your hands after you wash uh, your hands and face? I, and som- I sometimes use the back side of it, but don't tell her. Uh, see that? See, you're, <laughs> see now you're getting it. The the real question is, and I'm gonna I, I'm I'm gonna get a little um, what's the right word here? Vulgar. Mm. Could you? Dry your balls with those towels, Troy. I mean, cap- would I be physically capable of it? Could so, you morally? I mean, I, so I'm thinking like mechanically and also like there's probably slim to no chance that she would know that they were used for that purpose as long as I've done a good job of, you know, taking care of myself down there. So nah. I, I feel safe that I could do it. Uh, I'm way too hairy for that. I'd leave evidence behind. <laughs> Whoa, okay. <laughs> See this. You started this, this, this dude. A, this was you. I I know, but this, the, but this is just a sample of the conversation we were having. Uh, 
you know, it, it went so far to saying, you know, we got to make sure we put down the C. There's no P on the toilets. I mean, like, this started, like, this whole rabbit hole. And, like, we, I was saying the most ludicrous shit just to get a reaction. And for, like, two hours, neither one of the wives said a word. Nothing. <laughs> and it, it was just me and Steve just coming up with the most random off-the-wall shit. And it was just, and they were reading the messages. They just weren't responding. I think they the, were plotting uh, think, a mutiny. Yeah, I think the blood was boiling, and she was trying to gauge whether or not I was being serious. She was also about well, forty feet from me, so I was, I was also getting the looks. Well, the the, the goddess until just uh, when I started this conversation just now thought I was serious. Now she knows <laughs> it's a troll. Now she's pissed because you're actually not planning on finding another place right now. So. Uh, now, oh no, we are still looking for now another you got, place. Now you it's got just... some explaining to do. She'd stop searching. She's like, "Oh no, we're just gonna get a house with Steven. It's all good." <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I don't have, have a problem getting a house. Has ever met? I don't. I don't have a problem getting a house with Steven. I mean, I, I'd like to know him a little better. Actually, see him in person for once. That would, but that would probably be good. I was gonna say because um, but... he's talking about how he's been in some movies. I was thinking he'd do uh, pretty good as a. Uh, um, What's his face? Casey Casey Jones from the Ninja Turtles. I get I get that vibe from him. He'd I actually for the the nineteen ninety movie, I do a pretty sick Raphael. Oh yeah? yeah there you go. Not, See, we well, brought it full well, circle you, for you it. You can't say you can't say that without doing I, it now. Not only that, I actually do a sick uh Raphael Donatello and Michelangelo. Oh um, see, he's got the whole freaking cast. Hang on, hang on. You ready? I'm, right, I'm but, gonna do I'm gonna do two the, quick ones for you. you uh, go ahead. Nice night. Mm-hmm. Pizza dude's got 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. That's actually pretty damn good. 122, 122 and an 8. 122, 122 and an 8. Great. Where the heck is 122 and an 8? You're standing on it, dude! Slip it down here! Give me that. Hey, this is a 10. The tab's 13. You're two minutes late, dude. Ah, come on. I couldn't find the place. Wise men say, forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. That's your monologue for auditions, isn't it? (laughs) Like, you you have it down so completely pat. Like, you have to have practiced that repeatedly. One of my closest friends I met in college, we were doing a, a play. He was like random guy number three in this play like i i didn't i didn't speak two words from i was the lead he was just whatever it was we were doing the crucible and one day we're we're all just having lunch or whatever and i start doing uh actually i I was doing another scene and he just comes up to me he's like are you quoting ninja turtles he's like yeah and from then on we were just we're like best friends he's all like did we just become best friends (laughs) yep yep (laughs) (laughs) all right but now the real question is do you do a walk-in well, guys, sometimes I can do it, but other times it's not so good. <laughs> wow. That's good. That's good. All right. <laughs> I don't even remember where we're all at right. now. That's, I guess it's a fireside chat. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, because I'm the host, I'm going to bring you back to where we were. Uh, Steve, you were telling us about a oh, video game. Oh, yeah, PlayStation, uh, topic. man. Right, yeah, let's get back to that. Sorry. so I'm sorry. <laughs> as any good... We had to go down that little rabbit hole real quick. As any good PlayStation, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, fanboy, 
any good PlayStation fanboy would have his trusty PlayStation Vita. Um, I love my Vita. I pretty much go everywhere with it. Um, but what I would like to talk about is how that little device from the uh, little engine that could Nintendo uh, put out, this Nintendo Switch, and how <laughs> Nintendo Switch, The Legend of Zelda, and now Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has completely ruined my Vita experience. It's absolutely insane. I A lot of people would say that the Switch is delivered on the promises that Vita was supposed to. I, I think that it, it was Troy who was credited with saying that uh, just recently, in fact, I I started to fall asleep listening to a podcast where that quote was directly attributed to me. Uh, yeah, no. So the the thing that the thing that brought that up was if you remember when the Vita was first launching, they had a uh, an advertisement where the dude was kicking back in his apartment playing MLB the Show, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you got to get to work, otherwise your boss is going to ride you like a blah blah blah. And uh, wouldn't it be nice if you could, you know pick up your game and take it with you? So he picks up the Vita and he you know transfers to save whatever, and he's walking out on the street playing uh, MLB the Show, and that was the promise that the the Vita was sold on was that you were going to be able to continue your gaming on the go and outside of a few instances where they could do it kind of sort of but it kind of jump through hoops and save your game to the cloud this that and the other like the switch is that like you are literally playing on your tv one second and in your hand the next well well, the the thing that sucked about that was back then i was that guy i'm the one that bought the show for ps3 and then and then got bamboozled into buying it for the vita and it was like it was a pretty bad version of the game um, but like tr- doing the transferring of the save, downloading the save, getting up and like trying to use those, the, the analog sticks for pitching was, was near impossible in that game. It, you know, it, it was raw. I didn't buy another MLB the show on the Vita, you know, since then it really just wasn't worth it. But t- for me, the thing that the switch is, is doing that it, it, outside of, you know, picking it up out of your house and playing the same games on, on the road and stuff like that, it just gives you the console feel in your hand. It gives you the two uh, shoulder buttons. It gives you the triggers up top. It gives you the legit analog sticks. Not you know, they they just they have some some ta- they have some feedback to them. The, the rumble. They've um, got some throw to them too. Like yeah, the Vita thumbsticks are okay, but man, are they such a short throw? Was, like it makes a difference. Yeah, it was really hard for me to play first person shooters on the Vita, um, but I could see my like when I'm shooting arrows in in Zelda and stuff like that. I could see. Sh- uh, the shooting mechanics in first-person shooters and third-person shooters actually working really well for the system. Um, I didn't play uh, the Splatoon demos. I didn't. I didn't get into that. Um, but you know, I'd be interested to see how that works with the motion and all that stuff. Um, but I, I'm really, really digging just having a real console experience. Um, really, anywhere, anywhere I go, and you know, it's it's the cliches, you know, commercial and everything like that. But um, it is. You're right. It is what they promised for for the Vita. But I'm not going to knock the Vita though, because I did have oh no, not at incredible all. I still console do. experiences. Like um, the thing is, is I mean, I love my Vita. I own two Vitas. I still play my Vita constantly. I do have a Switch. Um, I mean, the Switch, and it's funny too because people keep trying to put the Switch toe to toe with the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One, and 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 that in some ways is fair because it is a console, but in some ways it's not necessarily fair because it's out the gate underpowered i think the better comparison is the switch versus the vita because in all actuality i see the switch basically replacing the vita in that space uh because all of you know i mean so the vita had a few triple a you know console like games in in uncharted and in uh 
uh, Killzone Mercenaries, and, and you know these other games that they are comparable to what you would get in what you would consider a full AAA game. But in right. the the meantime, in the interim, it's become the JRPG machine, the indie games machine. And I see those developers, especially the JRPG developers, uh, switching over to the Switch because it, it has the extra power, it has all the right. extra features uh, and everything else. Like, if anything, the Switch is going to be what eventually just puts the final nail in the Vita coffin. As much as I hate to admit it, because like I said, I, like and you... I love my Vita, but also, you know, the Switch is, I can see the writing on the wall, and the Switch right. is going to eventually overshadow that. Would, would c- All right, but I, I, I think it's worth mentioning, though, and I, like, I, I'm not going to hate on the Switch, but I think it's worth mentioning that you, you guys were talking about how to pick up and go. Like, I'm playing it on my TV, I pick up the Switch, and I'm still going, where the Vita, it didn't really deliver that promise. I, I think it's worth mentioning the fact that the Vita and the PS4 are two different systems, so you had to convert your save. Where the Switch essentially is, the handheld is the console. Right, yep. And all all the dock is, is just a It's a the HDMI handshake. To turn it. Yeah, exactly. Right, that's all it is. The Switch itself is the actual console. So the pick up and go works fluently because all you're basically doing when you put the Switch into the dock is just... Transferring it to allow an HDMI be transferred through HDMI. I think it's no different than an HDMI adapter. No, but I, I think the promise is the promise that they didn't deliver on is it, for me personally is not necessarily the uh, pick up and go and transfer your saves. It's and, and you know uh, remote play. It's actually the console experience on the go. It's having those big blockbuster games because you know uh, Troy you used the the phrase in the interim we get these JRPGs and these and these indie games. The interim has been the last like 5 years. Oh yeah, no, years. I mean that is, you know, there is what no the Vita is now. now. Yeah, yeah there is absolutely. No interim. The interim was when I, when we got uncharted and then we were waiting for that Call of Duty disaster to come out and then that came out and just did a big diarrhea dookie all over the place and then they kind of Yeah, just but you could also there. say but you could also say that for the Switch now because a lot of people are griping that we got Zelda right out the gate, which I'm not making the comparison, but if if we want to talk about Vita launch compared to Switch launch, mm-hmm. the Vita launch, we got a great game, Uncharted, right out the gate, and then we had to wait. Yep. The Switch, we got a great game, Zelda, right out the gate, and now we're having to wait for the next great game. So I, I, I'm not... Mario Kart. I, I want to be clear. I'm not shitting on the Switch. Mm. I own one. I, I, I'm enjoying it. I still think it's a gimmick system, uh, but you know. With that being said, like I, Troy also said that comparing the Switch to the PlayStation Four or the Xbox One, he doesn't think is a fair comparison. And somewhat I agree because, like it, like he said, it's underpowered from the start. But that's why everybody's comparing it to it is because it's supposed to give you both experiences. If you're going to compare the Switch to any system, I think it's fair to, com- uh, to compare it to the Vita. But, yeah, it's doing better than the Vita. One, because Nintendo hasn't given up on it, like Sony it's, has with the It's Vita. only a month old, though, yeah, too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really early. <laughs> right. But and, and, the, and the second point is, I, I don't know how you guys look at it, and I don't know, you know what kind of hate I'm going to get for this, but I kind of look at the Switch as the 3DS successor. Like, this is what they came out with to replace the 3DS, but they also... You say that, but they literally just two days ago announced a brand new 2DS, which is a 3DS without the 3D. Like, they have not given up on the 3DS yet. 
No, 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 I understand that. But see, to me, and like I know I'm going to get hate for this one, I don't see. I see the Switch as a 3DS successor, and I feel like they tacked the dock, the docks portion on, just to tack it on. I don't think a lot of people are really playing their Switch in docked mode. I you think don't think people are playing the games on the television? Is what you're saying? Not not as much as the on the go because the on the go function is what everybody likes to be able the fact that they can put it up on a stand in stand mode and you know huh. uh, disconnect the Joy Cons and whatnot. Like I, I don't have any evidence to back this up. I, I could be talking straight out of my ass, but to me that's the way I look at it because I since I've had my Switch, I think I've played it on a TV twice. Yeah, where because I I like that feeling of being I, able to yeah, I so sit I back do in my prefer to play it in my hands. But this week is the only time in like four weeks that I've had even a, a minute or two to play games, and I think I played like forty five minutes of Zelda on my television, uh, yeah. and it was a perfectly fine experience. I think uh, the, the 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 thing that separates the two is that with with the Vita, we did not get the Sony staples in the way that they are going to deliver the Nintendo staples on the Switch. You're going to get the Mario game. You're going to get the Metroid game eventually, God willing. You're going to get, <laughs> you know, the games. You're not going to get the 3DS version of the game, and then the game will come out somewhere else. You're not going to get yeah. You're not going to get that separation. So the question, the question that will be is if the games that are typically the 3DS games, like the Pokemon, the Pokemon. If the next Pokemon comes out on the Switch or it comes out on the, the 3DS, that one tells you where Nintendo stands with the 3DS and the Switch. But also, uh, if 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 the Switch is going to be the the console where all games come out on, I think that almost overcomes a lot of the gripes that people have had about Nintendo about the games not coming out quickly enough. Because now every single developer who's developing a Nintendo game is developing it for the Switch. So there should be a much more steady flow of games coming out on the console. And they're, they're going to shoot so themselves in the foot, though, if they don't meet the demand for this console. Because the Pokemon company is not going to put out a Pokemon game on a system that has 3 million out there. They're going to put the one that has 30 million. So, or, you know, 60 million, wherever. I don't even know where we're All right, so what does this, this say if Pokemon comes out for the 3DS and the Switch at the same time? I think that's they're their dipping their toe in the water for that, for that Switch. And, yeah, I can see that. And, and and I personally believe that if they put Pokemon on the Switch, it's game over. It's game over for a, a handhold, handheld system from Nintendo that's handheld exclusive. I think at that point, you can't. there's no turning back because Pokemon sells that well. Yeah. They, sell, it, they sell two copies of the same game to millions of people. Yeah, I think they're they're hesitant. They're hesitant to put the nail in the 3DS coffin because they're not certain that the switch is going to catch on. But if it continues the way it has been, I think it will catch on, and that will be the nail in the coffin for the 3DS. At which point in time, this will be the definitive Nintendo console for which you get all of the games, and you have a choice of playing them on your television or playing them on the go, which is revolutionary because you can't play you can't play Pokemon games on your television typically. Like that is a handheld experience. That the only games that they've ever put out on a console have been weird spinoffs like Pokemon Stadium and Pokemon Snap. A true Pokemon game has never come out on a console that can be played on your television. Right. Uh, that was that was gonna be my next question. Is, has a, a true Pokemon game ever came out for a console? Yeah, no, they haven't. All it's always been a portable game. I mean, I, or, I mean or, you get, but the, it's been a knockoff if they were on consoles. 
I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, you could probably emulate or do some. Not, not. Yeah. But you could also I, get I guess the. Not you a, could, not I had the. Uh, game. I meant like a, a port or something. I had the uh, super super Game Boy. What was it called? The, right word. the Super Game Boy thing where I could play uh, the Pokemon on, on my TV using the Super yeah. Nintendo. I did yeah. that as a kid. Um, which my GameCube is, has a Game Boy player on it, so I can play uh, Game Boy Advance games and, right. and regular yeah. Game Boy games on it. Yeah. All right. I mean, l- listen, I. I, I know that I come off like a Nintendo hater, and I'm really not a Nintendo hater because I, I really do want to see Nintendo succeed. I, I do. It's part of my childhood. Nintendo's one of those companies uh, that like goes back and forth. Like you, you laugh at them and shake your head, and you're like, oh, Nintendo, you're, you're never going to get it. And then every once in a while, they like do something that's just like, wow, like you did it. I mean, the the Wii was the original Wii was one of those instances where it's like, holy crap! Like this caught on fire and, and set the world on fire. And then the Wii U was lackluster, and we went through a bunch of years of like, oh, Nintendo, when are you ever going to learn? Uh, but it feels like, and and the Switch, when it you know, it's one of those. Well, is it or isn't it? But it's starting to look like it has the potential to be it. Let me ask you guys this: Do you think the uh, Nintendo Switch is helping or hurting the chances that we get a Vita two? That's a tough call. <laughs> I mean, that's a really tough I, call. Uh, okay. This has been something on my mind for a while. Will, like, all right. For, for, for just right now, let's just assume the Switch does not exist. Did, you, did we ever think we were getting a Vita 2? And that answer to me was always no. I didn't think so either. See, I kind of, I kind of did because uh, Sony's nuts. Um, they, they, we shouldn't have gotten the Vita. Um, well, Co- Colin has always Colin from, uh, well, now Colin's last stand, but right. Um, Colin has always said Sony is crazy enough to do that. the The problem, like, the the Vita is an excellent system. I mean, we oh, all yeah, agree with that. Absolutely. If Sony would just back it up. I like. I'm not gonna say it would take down the 3ds. No, but it could definitely put a run, give it a run for its money. I I think that if Sony, I think anything Sony makes, if they're if they're starting from ground zero and they're told January first, 2018, okay, here's Sony, here's Nintendo, build a system. Every single time, Sony's gonna make the better system. Every time, there's just no doubt in my mind. So now with the success of the Switch and what the Switch is doing, what the Switch did better than the Vita, I think if Sony, you know, is crazy enough to do it, they are going to do it better. It's, it's, to me, it's a fact. It's a given fact that they're going to do it better. But if they don't support it with the software, which they have now proven not to do on two handheld systems, it's, not, it's going to be for nothing. It's going to be all for naught. Yeah, I mean... Well, I, I- Go ahead. Now, I was going to say, one of the things that I think essentially uh, got Sony away from supporting the Vita was, like, the 3DS fan base is so massive that I don't think they could have taken it over. That's that's like, where my answer falls in that whole little spin that we were talking about, is from a business standpoint, uh, Sega, I'm not Sega, Sony... Uh, was making the Vita based off the PSP, which was pretty successful overall. 
I mean, it, yeah, it definitely wasn't it wasn't going head to head with with the DS, uh, but it was it was holding its own, and that was the reason why they had to kill it was because it was so hackable. So they brought out the Vita because they are trying to make make good on the problems of the the P the PSP, uh, and they did. I mean, I don't know how easy it is to hack a, a Vita at this point. Like I. I'd never really been one to homebrew or anything, but like from what I understand, they're still updating firmware. It's probably relatively unhackable, you know, as long as you're keeping up with the firmware and everything like that. Uh, so they kind of delivered on that. But as a corporation, they're making they're constantly making cost benefit analysis, and they're like, well, how much is it costing us to do this? How much money is it making us? And so as a corporation, they're going to put out these products, and if they don't see the return that they're looking for, they're going to abandon them. Uh, we saw it with Move. Uh, who knows if we're going to see it with PSVR? That's kind of a scary thought because both, all virtual reality in the last six or seven months has kind of gone quiet, and that's maybe a little bit scary for the future of VR. Uh, but the Vita is no no different. You know, it's like, well, we're not really seeing the returns on, especially these AAA games that we're investing in mm-hmm. to to continue to make them. Um, and then also you have the the problem of the Switch has been out for a month and a half now, and they've sold nearly three million of those things. I what are the numbers on the Vita? I, I can't remember the last time they d- they put out any numbers on how many Vitas are out there, but it's been out for, what, five, six years now? And I guarantee you the Switch is catching up to it really quickly. So now if you decide to bring out a handhold, handheld console in that market where already you've got three million people with your competitor's product, how many of those people are you going to be able to lure away, especially given your previous track record supporting these consoles like i i feel like that's a really tough sell and i uh, hopefully sony understands the competitive environment that they're working in that that's what they're going up against so if they're going to even try with this they have to go hard or they have to just not even bother because they'll be wasting their money yeah i yeah i definitely agree with with those sentiments i i think that they the other thing that they have is they they have this cloud computing now um they have I could see them going so crazy as every controller that they come out with the, for the PlayStation 5, every controller that you buy is essentially a, a Vita or a Vita 2 or whatever with the four buttons and a screen in the middle. And I could see them doing something crazy like cloud computing. Each controller uh, has like a bit I, of the information and stuff like that. I could, like honestly, a, like I a could PlayStation see, Now, like a portable uh, PlayStation Now, basically. Yeah, I could, I could see them doing something like that. I, I really can. Because I, I, crazy. I don't know about that. <laughs> Yeah, they are crazy, but I, I don't know if I see that. I'm trying to uh, find it. <laughs> see, the, I love my Vita, but I haven't picked it up to play a game, I think, probably since the war. The trophy war? Since World War Two? Yeah, it's been a long time, dude. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, I'm, no, no, no. I take that back because I actually got the I got the platinum in uh, Code Realization, which that basically wasn't even me playing. That was just me hitting a button every five minutes. Welcome to the world of visual novels. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I, I there, there's so much that like the Vita, like if the Vita gave us another Uncharted or even like a an infamous game. I I like if Sony just didn't abandon it and just stayed with it because there's such a fan base for it like yeah rabbit I mean like I own two of them I own two and I use both of them equally 
I have my fat PS1000 that is in a L2 R2 grip so that I can play all of the PS1 classics on it and not have to worry about touching the back screen. And then my other one is an imported Japanese 2000 that I use when I'm out on the go because I can play all the dope, you know, actual Vita games on it. Yeah, I need to get me one of those grips with the triggers. I've been meaning to do that forever. It it's pretty amazing. See, I got I got a, a Vita, a launch Vita, and I also uh, bought the PlayStation TV. I do. Ha- I have a PlayStation have one, TV literally right next the, to me right now. I have one of those too. <laughs> and I I mean, well, I bought the Vita TV essentially at the time to uh, you know use it in remote play in the bedroom, plug it in, yep. and use the PlayStation yep. Four remote play That's what in I there. Got it for. That's what I bought it for, but now it literally sits on my desk. And because what one thing that pissed me off is like one day I wanted to play uh, Golden Abyss, and I found out I couldn't do that on the Vita TV. I mean, it made sense why I couldn't do it. Yeah, there's functionality but, that doesn't translate to a DualShock controller. But then I found out that there's a there's actually not a hack, but a workaround where you could play any Vita game. But I found out like literally two minutes after. I updated the firmware, and it says if you want to do this, don't update the firmware. Mm-hmm. And I literally just updated oh. it, and I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> I, I think I had the same situation as well. I used it for um, Final Fantasy X and ten two. I used it to play that in my in my bedroom because it was at a time where I just could not not play games. I was just playing games from if I wasn't working from the second I got up to whatever. But now I have a you know a kid, and that's nearly damn impossible at this point. I think no, the ol- that- I think the only game I played on my uh, Vita TV is MLB The Show, actually. <laughs> but now, now as I'm sitting here thinking about it, it's like, uh, like even if I would have had the workaround, I wouldn't have gotten credit for the trophies because I wouldn't have been able to update it to sync the trophies. Right, right, yeah. So, so I guess it all uh, balances out. <clears throat> uh, so, Troy, do you have something you want to talk about, something in the news? I mean, I know you've been busy with school. In the news? I, I was going to tell the story about how I got attacked by a hawk yesterday. <laughs> oh, that's right. You were, that's Okay, tell us about how you got attacked by a hawk. So I was walking from my house, which is in the south uh, corner of the NMSU campus, to uh, Corbett Center, the student union building, uh, in the morning to go meet with my group. It was probably about 9 a.m. Uh, Saturday morning. And so to get to there, I'm walking across. There's a big rugby field. So I walk across the rugby field, and right next to the rugby field is a giant parking lot that normally on the weekdays is full of cars because people have to go to class. But on Saturday, it's pretty empty. So I'm just leisurely strolling across this parking lot, listening to my podcast, minding my own business. And I'm walking along, and I get about two-thirds through the parking lot. And I look up in the sky, you know, in front of me, and it looks like there's this bird that's kind of coming towards me. But he's kind of far away, so I can't really, like, in my mind's eye, it was like a pigeon or something. And I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Like, birds like coming kind of right at me that's weird and then as it gets closer i'm like that's actually kind of a big bird and he really does look like he's coming right at me and sure enough like he swoops down like within like maybe five ten feet over my head and he kind of like comes back he kind of floats up and he like lets out this wicked screech and i mean i could do it now but it's gonna you know chatter everybody's eardrums and then he like he like flies back away towards the road. So he basically like turns 180 and heads back. And I'm like, that was crazy. So I'm, you know, continue walking and I'm keeping an eye on him. Cause you know, he got a good 300 yards away before he turned around and I can see he's coming back towards me again. I'm like, Holy crap. So there was a light pole and I tried to put the light pole between him and me. I'm like, Oh, he's a dumb bird. You know, like he'll get fouled up by the light pole. And that didn't work. 
Nope. Yeah, so he, he went around the light pole and then he comes back at me and I'm like, holy crap. And this time, like he got way closer and I had to spin away to avoid getting hit by him. But then he did the same thing. He like came up and kind of hovered over me for a second and he lets out a screech and then he heads back towards the road again. I'm like, okay, I need to book it. So I start, you know, kind of walking really fast across this parking lot. I get to the edge of the parking lot and I see he's coming back towards me. I'm like, I'm not going to get anywhere anytime soon so there's a tree so i literally like stood behind the tree and i I can see him through the tree coming at me and then he like gets about halfway to me and he's like no that's not gonna work so he kind of does like this little like turn and swoop and then he tries to come at me from a different angle and the whole time i'm keeping the tree between me and him but he wants to get me like this is a big ass bird of prey and he wants to get me and so like he comes at me again he, he can't figure it out so he goes back again for another pass and i'm like okay next time he turns around I am running because probably about 50 yards from where I was at, there's uh, these awnings over the parking spaces that are actually uh, uh, solar panels. So they're they're kind of like, hey, you can park in the shade, but also we're going to make some electricity off of this shit. So I'm like, okay, the next time he turns around, I am running to those awnings. And sure enough, man, he flips around and I just booked it. I am running full speed. Finally, I guess he just he gave up on me, but it was the craziest thing ever. Um, there's so the story what, behind what'd you do to this hawk? I, I was just walking. So there's the story is like on my campus, there are these nesting hawks that, that live in this tree next to a gymnasium and they are I guess somewhat of an endangered species. So they're reluctant to evict them from their nest and they have signs everywhere and they have actually have things painted on the parking lot to worry about, you know, these, these hawks. And I've seen them before. Like, I mean, I've lived here for like five years now. I've seen them before, but I've never actually had one come at me and they advise people to walk around with an umbrella. Cause it's like, well, if you have an umbrella, you know, they're going to be reluctant to come and dive at you. Yesterday was the only day that I normally carry an umbrella in my bag. Yesterday I took it out of my bag so that I could have an energy drink because I was so fucking tired. And the one day I pulled the umbrella out of my bag was the day that a hawk decided to come and attack me. It was the craziest thing ever. I was laughing the whole time. Like, I wasn't, like, terrified. But it was like, holy crap, I'm sitting here playing cat and mouse almost literally with this fucking hawk that wanted to come and attack me. It was nuts. You're describing a uh, scene out of Jurassic World is what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, except, you know, like... (laughs) probably about one three hundredth the size of a pterodactyl but it was pretty nuts yeah that was my story it was it was pretty dope all right uh as as you guys are talking i'm listening obviously but i'm looking up news real quick uh one story that uh troy you might be a little upset about who's your favorite overwatch character uh diva uh yeah didn't they take her out She's out of the game yeah, currently. They had I, I didn't see the news on it, uh, if you can fill me in, but I did see that they took her out temporarily while they work on something about her. Yeah, it says uh, Ble- uh, Blizzard has removed D.Va from the Overwatch line- lineup temporarily in order to fix a bug. A tweet from Blizzard Customer Support has notified players that due to a bug currently under investigation, the team has disabled the use of the tank character from playing all regions. This removal is said to be temporary. However, no indication of time frame has been given as to when the fix should be ready or wh- what exactly the bug is they're trying to fix. Is the, yeah. is, I, I don't, I don't get the whole Overwatch thing. I mean, I mean, I, I, I kind of do, but is it really that critical that a a bug in a character forces their hand to remove the like? Are people? It's a game. It's a game, but it's also a game that's routinely played competitively. Uh, Well, before the show, uh, I 
showed you guys on Skype my jersey. I actually have a NMSU esports jersey uh, because when I was doing Extra Life last year, I was getting an event together on campus. And so I recruited uh, the NMSU esports team. I recruited the Game Developers Club here on campus and uh, a couple other, you know, gaming centric clubs on campus uh, to come in and participate in Extra Life with me. And so, you know, I kind of stayed in touch with them and they're getting super serious about uh, League of Legends, uh, Dota, Overwatch, and Hearthstone, I think, are the the games that they're. But I mean, it's it's big. It's a big deal. Like they're trying to get it set up so that they can like give scholarships to to people to come play collegiate uh, esports. So I have a jersey from uh, NMSU esports, which I plan on wearing proudly. Um, that that has uh, Overwatch on the sleeve, and I've got one of Diva's sprays on the back where a number would be. Um, but yeah, so it, the thing is, is it's it's a competitive game with a actual legit competitive scene that 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 there's money involved typically. So, you know, like the fighting game scene, anytime there's a problem that could, could potentially throw the balance of a game off, uh, a game that has that, that sort of clout and there's usually money on the line, they have to take that seriously. It's not like, it's not like, Oh, look, Mario can jump, you know, six, you know, pixels higher than normal. Oh, well, like, it's like, no, like people like, this is kind of serious. Any changes have to be seriously considered and any glitches have to be taken seriously. If if your main character is D.Va, like that's the character you play and that's any time you go in a tournament or whatever, play competitively, you're playing as this character and this character has this glitch. Okay. Now, if let's say they didn't remove the character. Let's say they just said, hey, you can't use this character competitively because there's a glitch. What's what's the difference in doing that and then saying, hey, Joe Schmo around the corner, you could play as Diva because you're not playing competitively. You're just playing with your friends or whatever. Like that, that's the part that I, that confuses me. Is it really that crazy? Is it really like that? I don't want to say crazy because it sounds like I'm being derogatory, but is it that um, critical? Yeah, like is it is it that critical that they can't just well, make the rule say, let, hey, you can't use this character? Didn't they do that for Street Fighter a couple I, of years I'm ago? Sure well, they I, could. I, I, I'm going to show my nerd for a second here. Uh, back when I was in high school, I played Magic the Gathering. And um, <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I think I played a couple times, but I wasn't into it. Okay, for anybody that played Magic the Gathering, I had this um, set of cards that uh, was found to be uh, too strong, overpowered. overpowered. The OP, the good old I'm, OP. I'm deck was OP. Um, uh, Troy, I'm going to say this, and if you like, totally lost, then. Uh, no, do it, man. Uh, you know, I'll, do I'll it. Okay. I ha- talk okay. about your mana fields do- <laughs> and your whatever. <laughs> tap, tap, um, tap, tap, I, tap, tap, tap. <laughs> I had uh, a craw giant, which was a six four, uh, six six attack, four toughness. Um, it had trample and rampage two. Rampage basically said that every character beyond the first set attacks, he gets a plus two plus two counter. Trample meant whatever damage is not done to a creature is now done to the player. So, you got all that. Aw, shit. Okay. On top of him, I'd put this thing, uh, uh, an enhancement card called Allure, which basically meant that every creature that was available to block had to block. Oh no, he didn't. On top of that, I put Venom, which stated that any character, or any creature that blocked him died instantly before dealing damage. Mm-hmm. Woo! So what would happen is, say you had 10 people or 10 creatures in front of you. I attack with this. My craw giant instantly goes 
from a 6-4 to a 26-24, all your creatures died, and you got 26 damage, and, and basically ended the game. 34, 26, 36, 24, 36, only if she's 5-3. Only three. she's got 3. <laughs> but uh, that was that set of cards was actually banned from tournaments because they said it was too overpowered. So going back to Overwatch... Yes, if they, you know, if they deem something is too powerful or unfair, they can restrict it, no problem. Yeah, they and they could absolutely do that. And uh, I imagine this is not something that's like they perceive that it's something that they can fix. And we all we don't know what the glitch is. Like it could be something that could crash the game, you know, in certain situations. Yeah, that was, so that's the other side. That yeah, yeah, that was the other side that I was thinking. It's like, oh, maybe it's something that actually like crashes matches or makes it so you know. You can't yeah, have that's, a certain that, parent when, or something. I, yeah, I don't know, but, but I mean, if that's, if that's the, the feel I got, if the developer feels like they can fix it, then it's in their best interest to do it. Especially a game like Overwatch, where you have such a feverish fan base, and right now it's super popular. But you know, perhaps one slip somewhere, you know, will cause it to fall out of favor, and suddenly your you know game of the year last year becomes you know yesterday's news, and nobody so, cares about it. So in that vein, it's probably better off they take it off so that it doesn't hurt people's experience in the game perception if if, yeah yeah or whatever yeah i guess that makes sense i was it just confuses me why if you could do live patching you know you could you know work on a game while it's while it's out there in the wild final fantasy uh what do you call it uh 15 is a shining example of this they didn't just say hey you can't play chapter 13 it it, it sucks and we're blocking it and you're gonna get the end credits after chapter 12 like they didn't do that they didn't remove it and then you know make you skip to chapter 14 like that's where my brain goes with it. It's a completely different game, I know. But if I yeah. but if I played Overwatch, you know, with my friends online, it would be weird if my character was taken off, you know, for for other reasons. And then, of course, I would cry a little bit. A little bit, yeah. I mean, especially I mean, Diva Diva is Bay, so you know, if she's gone. I'm I'm a little sad. But luckily, I'm, I've been busy. I, I've had stuff to you know take my time. So you know, I haven't missed her so much. But hopefully, she's back by the time I'm done with school. So you know, we can get back together again. Is Diva the right. most searched? character on Pornhub? She absolutely might be. I mean... I, I Actually, no, I think that might be May. May is May is pretty hot, too. Like, I, <laughs> But the problem with May is I, I like her character design, but I can't fucking stand her playing. Like, I don't like when people... I don't like playing against May, and I often don't like having May on my team, because May is a troll in a fucking half, both for your teammates and for your opponents. Like, I... The number of times I have yelled "fuck May" during a game of Overwatch, I if I had a dollar for every time, I just would be a millionaire right now. May is Bay. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, I I, I can right. I can agree with her. her character design is dope. I like May. All right, uh, we're, we're gonna have a little bit of a throwback uh, for a second. Uh, the previous conversation, uh, I looked up the lifetime Vita sales. Uh, lifetime, as of right now, according to VGCharts.com. The PlayStation Vita is fifteen point forty three million sold. That's pretty. That's not bad. It's it's respectable, but it's not. But also, that's after yeah, like five six years on the market. Yeah, now, I don't count the last three and a half years to be honest with you. And that, yeah, I got to wonder that, how many of those came in those last three and a half years. Now that leads us into our next bit of conversation: uh, is the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. It actually is outselling the Switch itself. Yeah, people are buying the game in anticipation of buying a Switch because the Switches are in such short supply. They know they're going to get a Switch, so they're just going to go and buy the game now. Yeah. Uh, 
Nintendo Breath, uh, excuse me, Nintendo has announced that Breath of the Wild uh, is the Switch's best-selling game worldwide sales of 2.76 million copies through March 31st. Nintendo sold 390 units of Breath of the Wild Switch version in Japan and the other 2.3 million copies elsewhere. This, rep- this figure represents all sales, whether physical or digital versions. The Wii U version is also doing well with 1.08 million That's, units sold uh, that, worldwide. That's surprising to me. The Wii U version. Making for total sales across both platforms 3.84 million copies. Uh, the company previously said that in the U.S., Breath of the Wild is Nintendo's fastest selling launch title of all time and, and the fastest selling game in history of Zelda series. Total worldwide sales of the Switch are sitting at 2.74 million units currently. Yeah, so it's like, so that what, means like 200,000 more copies of the, the game than Switches. No, and that's because. No. The game is made for the main system. Okay, if if you're if you're saying that, okay, if you look at total sales of Breath of the Wild on the Wii U and the Switch, uh, Breath of the Wild has sold a million more copies. Well, yeah, but you can't you count just, the Wii U ones against the Switch. According to the numbers in this article, which comes from my least favorite website on the earth, Polygon. Um. World, world, worldwide sales of uh, Breath of the Wild total is two point seven six two point seven six million copies, yeah. and there's two point seven four switch, million switches. Right. So it depends on how you want to look at it. Either way, because it's like, saying that e- even if you even if you're counting switch for switch, like there are literally at least 2,000 more copies of Zelda sold than there are Switches on the market so far. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Two, no, 20,000 20, more. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I know a friend of mine who traded in his Wii U uh, for a Switch um, uh, pre-order, and then they canceled his Switch pre-order. So he could be one of those guys that purchased Zelda before it even came out. And then so he's he's waiting on it. He's sitting on a copy of Zelda. Or you have people like uh, um, people who bought a regular version of Breath of the Wild and then happened yeah. to be at the Nintendo New York store and got a collector's edition of the game. That's a possibility too. So that's two copies for one Switch. Yeah, there you go. I don't know anybody who's done that, but you know, like that's a possibility. <laughs> I have, a, I have a sneaking suspicion. The, the, somebody in this, uh, in this podcast. Yeah, the the, the, the tricky. The listeners don't know that I'm pointing tricky. a finger at myself right now. Tricky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but or okay, or you, you could guys... be like another person who who uh, is listening to this show right now who doesn't own a Switch but went into the Nintendo World Store in New York City and bought a copy of the collector's edition of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So once again, there's another you know instance of how we're padding the numbers. There you go. To sell it on eBay. <laughs> um, but if you guys can keep a secret, I actually one version of Breath of the Wild I sent back to Amazon. Mm-hmm. They probably still count that as a back. sale, though. I bet. Like that's that's probably. something you have to take into account. Is do they do they count that as a sale even though it's been returned? And I imagine they do. Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, I I literally took the version out of the Master Edition and returned it. I didn't scam anything. I gave them back a game. Yeah, no. Yeah, you so. gave them back the game that you got, and it's not as if it's a different version. It's just the box is different. Yeah. Uh, all right, and our last bit of news before we have more conversation, uh, because, you know, it's I guess it's kind of our duty. 
because this show is going to come out uh, the day after. PlayStation Plus May free games have been revealed. Um, let's see. There's a, okay, there's a little bit of a difference in uh, the lineup. Uh, the PlayStation Plus games for May. For the PS4, you're going to get Tales from the Borderlands. Uh, Abzu for the PS3. You're going to get Blood Knights. Port, Port Real 3, Pirates and Merchants. And for the Vita, which both of these are cross-buy with the PlayStation 4, so you can get it from the PlayStation 4 as well. Laser Disco Defenders and Type Rider. That is for North America. For Europe, you're not going to be in Abzu. You're actually going to get Alienation instead. It's been a while since they've done that. I know they did that a lot or in, the, in the early days of uh, PS Plus, that the European PS Plus would get different games than the North American one. That's the first time in, in some years, or yeah, I think some years, that, that I can remember that happening. So. I am so excited to finally get to play Tales of the Borderlands. I skipped. You have not played Tales of the Borderlands uh, yet? No, I skipped it. I So I played the first um, uh, Walking Dead. I, I played that, and I loved it. And then when everybody did, yeah, it, it, I mean, it was just fantastic. And when the second one came out, um, I was given a copy of it for uh, Steam. So, but my save was on my PS3, um, and I was like, I don't want to start over. I don't want to do all this stuff over. So I kept putting it off. So I actually haven't played a Tales game since the first Walking Dead because I just I unplugged. I unplugged my brain and I said I'm not doing it anymore. So I'm actually really excited to get to get into this. I think I I'm going to spend a you know a couple of days playing through that. Maybe Tales from the Borderlands is is a game that's in my backlog. I already own it. I don't begrudge people who are getting it for free. You know, even though I paid for it, like some people get really upset about that, but I don't I don't really care. Uh, I, from what I understand, it is a great game. It's in my backlog. The last uh, Telltale game I played over Christmas break was uh, the Game of Thrones telltale game with my wife which we enjoyed a lot um I, telltale games for me are something that uh i kind of need to put some space in between them just because like it it's a little you know tough they're all kind of a little bit rough in certain ways they do story great though uh, i'm definitely looking forward to playing tales from the borderlands because i've heard amazing things abzu is supposed to be a freaking great game i think i actually own that one i may own it on playstation but i know for a fact i own it on pc but uh it's supposed to be journey but underwater which is actually really cool can, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I would like to speak about Journey for a little, for for a second. Like it right. could be now right. or later, you, but I just put a pin in that. Oh no! Well, this, this show no. Well, this show is tangents, and uh, you can go off on Journey in, in two seconds. You can go off on a I journey. I just want to ask. Yes, you can go off on a a, a journey of a tangent. Uh, Troy, what up? How many people do you think is playing Overwatch right now? Like, how many? All over. Yeah, uh, if I give you a headline, Overwatch pla- passes blank blank players. What do you think the b- the blanks are in numbers? Mm. Four billion. <laughs> I, I'm thinking somewhere around thirty million. Exactly. Overwatch really? wow. passes thirty million players. Wow, well, that was a good guess. <laughs> they had twenty five million back in January. They've added five million over the last three months. I believe it. Uh, it's, it's, I think they've actually introduced it to the Chinese market, and when that happens, it's going to blow the fuck up. Ooh, do you think Devo had some un- racist undertones that China wasn't allowing? And you think that's why they removed her? <laughs> no, but they did say that... Uh, oh, I just passed the headline. She's, she's Korean. You said that. Well, that well, <laughs> um, there you go. That, that explains it. 
Uh, Street Fighter Five had to remove a level because it had um, unintentional racist vibes in it. Yeah, it huh. was. Yeah. Uh, they that were confused. I think they were confusing, uh, like Buddhism with Hi- Hinduism or something like that. Like the music, it was the music of one culture in the stage of another culture or something yeah. like that. Overwatch yeah, has I, had I got- a similar kind of thing with Farah. Uh, so Farah is, I think she's like from like Egypt or, or some, I, I absolutely am not trying to be ignorant here, but she's from some Middle Eastern country, but one of her skins or a couple of her skins are Native American in theme. And people got kind of upset because some of the symbols on her skins were uh, like counter to each other like she had some things from certain native american nations and certain things from other native american nations so like even though blizzard was trying to be inclusive they were almost kind of alienating people because of their lack of like direct research into what they were putting on it Uh, kind of a similar situation people got upset that a fictional character had you know symbols that didn't mix with each other yeah well i mean i guess if you belong to that group it, it can kind of be a little upsetting you know I belong to because I, I love everybody. Okay. Street Fighter V's Thailand stage was pulled down for, quote, emergency maintenance. Capcom has ceased distribution of the Street Fighter V Thailand Temple Hideout Stage DLC, which, re- which was released on April 25th. After discovering that a music track that plays in the background of their DLC, quote, contains unintentional religious references, end quote, Capcom has decided to remove the DLC until the song can be replaced. For those who have already downloaded the Thailand Temple stage, this DLC will remain un will remain usable and developers will be forming emergency server maintenance to replace the offending track with music from a different stage. So you know people have ripped that song and now it's on like Spotify or something so you can stream yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Capcom had Capcom stated that the background music will be edited and reinstated to the stage at a later date and apologize for any potential offense the track may have caused. They <laughs> they should just replace it with uh the menu theme to Marvelous Capcom 2, and I would play that level all the time. Just just leave it on in the background with infinite time. <laughs> and uh, for the for any uh, Fast and Furious fans, the fate of the Furious has passed one billion dollars at the worldwide box. The Rock office. is has the Midas touch. That's it. He's uh, that insane. series it's is kind of. I mean, that series was popular before The Rock, but he The Rock put definitely it helped. over the edge. Yeah. I think. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Wait, wait, wait. Troy, I agree with you on a lot of things. I cannot go down that path with you. <laughs> no. Oh, if, I, no, I cannot. No. You, okay. I can, Are you saying I that The Fast and the Furious was not popular before The Rock joined the cast? Without the Scorpion King, The Fast and the Furious is nothing. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Fast and the Furious caught fire. After Too Fast, Too Furious, the series went downhill. Tokyo Drift, they basically gave up. Yep. For, and for he didn't come in until five. As soon as four was announced, like the, that shit the, was people. The, there was hype for four when they the, found the, out the that cash, the original cast was coming back. The cash grab for four, and then five was another cash grab that they threw the rock in on a hail mary pass, and then that series took off. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna respectfully disagree. I think it was popular before the rock, but absolutely, it is better with the rock. I'm not denying. That the Rock is a great addition to that that movie franchise, but I do take exception that that movie franchise was nowhere before The Rock. Uh, yeah, I don't, it, it wasn't nowhere, <laughs> but without the Scorpion King, I mean, come on. But I mean, yeah, The Rock is great. I mean, I I love The Rock. Don't get me wrong, The Rock is awesome. I, I love all the movies he's in. I love every character he plays. But yeah, I just took it, exception to those movies were four, nothing before The Rock. <laughs> four and five were cash grabs. The two they're theory. all cash grabs. <laughs> 
no, no, no. I do agree that that it felt like they had given up with Tokyo Drift because like they had all new cast and everything like that. I do think it's kind of masterful how they managed to weave that back into the storyline, though. I mean, that is oh, yeah. that is retcon AF, but they did it. Well, there's also talk that they're gonna bring Han back too, so it's gonna have to be another prequel movie. I have yeah, to, I have like to a watch all those movies. I, I don't think I've seen every one of those movies. I think I definitely didn't see them in the movie theaters, but I I, I have to rewatch those because it, it's it's so up my alley. I'm so such a popcorn flick kind of guy, and I, I feel like I'm missing out on on this train. So I was like deep into the import car culture when the first Fast and Furious came out. So that was like my jam, and I have I have faithfully. Watch every Fast and Furious movie as it's come out. I haven't seen uh, Fate of the Furious yet. I definitely intend to watch it before it leaves theaters. But, like, that is... Honestly, like, I've had conversations previously with people when they ask what my favorite movie franchise is. Like, and people, you know, being a nerd, they expect me to say something like Lord of the Rings or Star Wars or something like that. But in all honesty, the Fast and Furious franchise is my favorite franchise. And Too Fast, Too Furious is hot garbage. I, I, I respect that that's your favorite franchise. Because <laughs> so many franchises they don't they don't go back up with the exception now of rocky because creed was awesome yeah and i i count them as the all same right, franchise, be, but whatever all right before That's we respectful. before we go down the rocky path um hey that was actually a, you don't want to go down the rocky nice segue path. there um <laughs> a rocky sorry can we at least c- can we at least agree that too fast too furious was actually better than tokyo drift nope nope Nope. Oh nope. my lord. Too fast, too furious is hot garbage. Tokyo Drift at least has drifting, which is dope as fuck. All of the drifting in that movie was practical. There were no special effects in the drifting. They actually had people doing that shit. That that scene where he had that car going sideways up the on ramp of the parking structure, that was one shot. That is fucking amazing. Mm. I'm not saying there wasn't skills in the driving. I'm just saying the movie overall was garbage. I thought it was okay. I I would put it above Too Fast, Too Furious. Too Fast, Too Furious was straight up hot garbage in my opinion. All right, so so why have they never brought that character back? I have no clue. I mean, I don't every, think I don't think that kid character. was good. It's I don't think that actor play. was good. Like that actor was not good. He was too fucking like oh gosh, golly, southern boy. I did not like that. But the movie in- itself was good. I liked the the drifting and the, the premise behind it was good. I didn't like that kid. He de- doesn't need to be brought back. Uh, but I still think that Tokyo Drift was a better movie than Too Fast Too Furious. No, I I think Too Fast Too Furious was actually better than Tokyo Drift. I respect your opinion, but you're wrong. <laughs> as look, as look, a connoisseur you, of Fast and Furious movies, <laughs> I'm you, going to look, say you're listen, wrong. <laughs> you can you you can either agree with me or be wrong. It's solely your choice. And also for anybody who is a premium member of Giant Bomb, which I don't know if anybody who listens to this is, uh, they have a series where they did they call film in forties, where they record themselves watching the movies while drinking forties and doing their own commentary track, which you can sync up with the movies. And that is fucking hilarious. If you watch the film in forties, watching fast and furious and they did the entire series uh, from one to seven. That's impressive. All right. All right. So uh, you wanted to go down, take us on our journey. Yeah, do so a journey journey. I, I skipped out on journey when it first came out, but I've listened to tons of people talk about it, how it was, you know, really uh, surreal. And in some cases, even, you know, I guess it, it touched a lot of people and it, it's been in my backlog forever. And uh, I started it up maybe two months ago. I just decided, Hey, um, let's just, I want to see what this is all about. And, uh, it it was cool. It w- it was you know really well done. But I, I don't really get it. 
I, I haven't played it yet, so I can't help you with I that. Do I do not get what I did play the it. I played it in was. one one sitting. I mean, it's it's a very introspective game. Like when you're playing it, like you just kind of like because there's no real things to really grab onto you just kind of wander around at your own whim there's no voice you know none of that you're just kind of organically you know getting the story and everything like that i think the environment is is one that kind of like it it gets you to just kind of like kick back chill and just take things in it's it's almost like a spiritual journey like i mean i know that was probably one of the words that you're trying to wrestle around with in in the way people have described it right right, but but I, i think it was very similar to that um I mean, I can see how if you're not in the right frame of mind or, you know, in a frame of mind to, to consume it like that, how you wouldn't get that experience. But I definitely did. I, I, I walked away from it. I was like, I'm glad that I did that. You know, I mean, yeah, it didn't change my life, but like it, it was very like a good introspective time where I could, you know, just kind of sit with my thoughts and, and kind of, you know, interpret the game how I could, how I wanted to, because it's one of those games where it's like they're not forcing exposition down your throat you know like you can kind of interpret it how you want and you know that's that's kind of cool and i respected that and it, it, i did you know i did have a lot of introspection uh and it was somewhat what i would call spiritual you know being not necessarily the most spiritual person ever like i i, I would i don't think that's a bad description of the game personally but i could also see how you would you would miss that you know I, it, it, if you were not in that frame of mind i think i think the frame of mind is what was most important because I, I, I mean, I feel like I came close to having an anxiety attack when things started getting crazy, like get a little bit intense in that game. Like I, I yeah, just, yeah. I was like, what, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I, I, I just keep going forward. Just keep going, keep going, keep going. And when, the, by the time I got to the end, I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, then it, and then it was like, Hey, you want to do it again? And I was like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Wait a second. I had, actually, I had the same experience like, with the last intensity of intensity in that game. It, to me, there was, and I, I think it's because I was expecting nothing. I was expecting just going. And yeah, yeah. I I thought it was just a walk across the desert. Yeah. So that's the thing is is it's intensity, but it's not like you would like if you were comparing it to like uh, the the hotel scene at uh, or the 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 restaurant scene at towards the end of the last of us like it's not like intense like that like you're not like freaking out but compared to the tone of the rest of the game it absolutely ramps up and you you know there is some intensity and 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 if you're you know going from being this you know really calm serene you know stroll across the desert when you get to those points it 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 can have that effect on you absolutely yeah but you know i guess my point was that i had finally played this ridiculously old game at this point and uh you know i just I don't know. Just wanted to bring that and, up because I, and my so I think it might have so. it might have suffered from the Juno effect, where you know, like you you keep hearing people say what an amazing thing it is and how great it is, and it gets built up and built up in your mind, so that by the time you play it, like there's almost no other outcome than you to be somewhat disappointed. You know, like it right. it it probably was a a fine game. You know, you enjoyed it, but you're like, well, it's not you know, life changing like I expected because of the way people had talked about it. Uh, it I say the Juno effect because the movie Juno kind of had that same effect where it's like, oh, I never watched it. And people are like, oh, my God, it's the most amazing thing ever. And then you watch it. And I'm like, yeah, it was all right. You know, yeah. amazing. It, it was. Uh, yeah, but it, it, it was good. I, I enjoyed it, but I really wasn't sure what if I missed anything, but. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, a lot of it is your frame of mind when you're playing it. Um, and I've heard similar things for, about Abzu. Um, so I'm looking forward to play because I really did enjoy, enjoy Journey. It wasn't life-changing, but I enjoyed it. And I, I look forward to, you know, taking a part in a similar experience underwater. That's under... Okay. 
you know, you're going to know something, a little something about me. Drowning freaks me out. And well, you, you, I, you won't drown. In this game. I know that. I know You'll be that. Safe. It's okay. I, I'll, I know. I even know that in Mario games, but nin, uh, the Ninja Turtles game where you gotta, you know, swim and, and with the electricity. Oh, no, 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 no bueno. Sonic, Sonic no bueno. the Hedgehog. You started hearing that. Sheer anxiety. My big brother had to beat those levels for me because I was just panic attack city. Good times. All right. I think uh, it's time to land the ship. What do you guys think? Sure. No problem. That was an episode. Can, you know what? I would like to get an opinion from the two of you real quick before we go. Um, sure. I, I want to knock off a game from my backlog, and I want you guys to decide what game that is. Um, I don't know if I can oh. handle this responsibility. Okay. I am going to choose. Mr. Misagi. I'm going to choose. Uh, it's going to be a PS4 game. We're going we're gonna to go there. Um, I wrote down seven games that I that I would like to get through. Okay. Um, and we're only allowed to choose one of them? Just choose one. We're trying um, to choose his next game. You'll get through them all eventually, hopefully. I, hopefully. He, all right. So the first one on the list is Ratchet and Clank. I am. I want to say I have like maybe two levels to go in that, so that's really not that big a deal. Um, okay. Rise of the Tomb Raider. I'm about maybe four hours in. Wow. Uh, okay. Bloodborne. I am. I. You could pass on that. I played. I played. I think I beat the witches, if that means anything to anybody. Um, that means nothing to me. And then stopped. Frosty, uh, if you write in and let us know how far that is for Steven. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, He's, he got the platinum in the game. That's why I'm saying that. The Witcher 3, I played for 4,674 billion hours and have done nothing. <laughs> um, that sounds about normal. <laughs> Man, that's fucking great. And now, and here's here's the, the my top three that I want to choose. These are the ones that I was thinking were the top so three. So the, these are the the front runners. <clears throat> the Last of Us. Which I played. Right there. Stop. Wait, stop. Wait. Just done. That's that's yeah, the number one. Wait, Finish that. We need more information. I played. No, we don't need no I more information. The, the Last of Us is done. I played the first like area, like when you, the first season um, on PS3, and then I got my PS4 and didn't go back. So now okay. I have the remaster on PS4, and I haven't started. What it. is okay. wrong with you? Okay. No, I st- I still need you to want, know the other two want, games. You want to end the podcast, so I can't tell you what's wrong with me because you're gonna have to add another like hour and a half. Um. The oh other two God. games gonna, I'm, are, I'm gonna have to go in therapy in a second. Go the ahead. other two games are Doom, which I accidentally kept from GameFly. <laughs> Dope. A- accidentally. <laughs> and Horizon Zero Dawn. Fucking a, dude. That's a hell of a oh list. Oh my lord. Oh. And that's not including all right. the free stuff that I got from PlayStation Plus and all that stuff. Those oh are the games I have goodness. physical copies okay. of that I need to get through. Oh my god. Okay. I, uh, Troy, do you want to go first? Because I have, I I have the answer. Oh my goodness! But I I think because I play, I've actually beaten uh, Horizon and actually played it, that I'm more qualified to answer. That, this. No, that's the problem. Is like of all the games on that list, the only game that I have seen through to completion is The Last of Us. Um, it's an amazing game. You should definitely play that game. But also, I've heard amazing things about Doom. I ordered it from Gamefly when they had a game sale, but I got it accidentally got it shipped to my old house in the city that I used to live at, and so now somebody else keep it? somebody else is playing my copy of Doom on PlayStation Four, which kind of pisses me off. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, God, wait, you never Rise got of that? the Tomb Raider sounds amazing. I think because you're so close to the end of Ratchet and Clank, you might as well just knock that bitch out. Like, it can't take you more than a couple hours to do that. Um, and, I mean, oh, yeah, that's a tough one, man. I My vote's going to be The Last of Us. <laughs> All right. Now, but that's we're, a, we're that's talking... a fucking tough vote, dude. We're not we're not talking going for platinum runs. We're talking just, just finish, to finish the game. The Ain't game. nobody got time for that. You and your seventy six platinums or whatever the hell you got. By the way, for, for right. just for reference, uh, I have I am level fourteen. I have oh, I have sixteen hundred and seventy trophies. I have three platinums. So yeah. What three platinums do you have? Well, put on your seatbelt here. All right, uh, Infamous. Uh, okay, the first which, one. Yes. Okay. Um, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale on the PlayStation Vita. Okay. I have it on the PS3. And I don't have that. I, Not, oh, you know what? I think The Walking Dead. And The Walking Dead. Yeah, The Walking Dead. Yeah, probably cool. The Walking Dead. Yeah. Okay. He, here's the answer. Finish Ratchet and Clank. Play The Last of Us next, and then play Horizon. Because I'm about to give Horizon. Uh, some supreme credit. I've heard the Remember the Loot guys say this many times, and I really wasn't on board. Rest in peace. Yes, uh, we'll get into that on the official episode. Um, but the way you play Horizon will really sour every other game we've ever played. So why do you want him you to play it next? He needs to play all those other games then. No, no, Horizon no, no. should I, be I, the last game he plays by your that, by your what, standards. That, that's what I said. I said play Ratchet and Clank, finish that. Play the last. But what of about us, the and what about Doom Horizon. and The Witcher and Rise of the Tomb Raider? I feel like, like Doom he, is different. That enough. should be the last like, game on his list. I feel like Doom okay. is going to scratch a different itch. I feel like Doom is going to be like that. Doom sounds kind of stuff. Freaking amazing, the, dude. The, all right. The prop. The problem with The Witcher is the. Excuse me. I'm burping. Uh, the problem with The Witcher is there's so much in the game that, like, you know, he joked around and said he's got, like, a billion hours in it. Yep. You're never really going to... That was a great fucking joke, dude. I gotta give you props on <laughs> <Yeah>. that one. <laughs> um, you're, you're never really gonna get through it. There's there's always gonna be something more to do. So that's a game that you play in chunks. You don't sit down in one long stretch. Because if, tr- if you go from start to finish on The Witcher... You're never playing another game. That's, that's pretty, like that's, that's like that's World of Warcraft exactly levels of ruining your life. That's what that's basically what happened. And and now Tricky is trying to ruin my life altogether by getting me on the division. But that's for another time. Another or game. or he's trying to save your life because if you play Horizon, <laughs> according to him, you'll never want to play another game ever, and that'll save you a lot of money. Well, no, I, I didn't say you <laughs> don't want to play other games. I'm just saying, it, Horizon controls in a very special way. It, it really, like, I hear. Last I hear Us, Doom controls me, in a pretty special way too. Say what? I said I hear Doom controls in a pretty special way too. Um, the Last of Us to me is still my number one game of all time. Like I, I love that game. I think it's it's. I respect the shit out of it. Horizon is pushing to a close second. It, it, it's it's getting up there. The only reason that I'm not giving Horizon the the top it's is of the combat. just because. No, nah, I I think Last of Us' story was better. 
See, I yes, was I was really I into agree. Last of Us when I stopped playing it. And, and the same thing happened to me when the PS3 came out. I was in the middle of Final Fantasy twelve and I loved Final Fantasy twelve and then my PS3 came out and then I never played and it was a backwards compat it was a yeah, backwards compatible uh, system too, um, but I just never. But you got to play that new hotness. You I got to be playing PS2 play games. You got to be playing the PS3 exactly. games. Exactly. So I'm very excited for the new Final Fantasy 12 Zodiac Age, whatever the heck that thing's called. I'm excited for that. I can't wait to get to, to that. But that that'll just be on my backlog. Um, anyway, but yeah, I, I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking that uh, tricky. I'm thinking your plan is is exactly what I was planning on doing. Um, do Ratchet and Clank? I think it's all play the Last of Us, then play. Horizon. I wasn't sure uh, if I should get Last of Us in there, if I or if I should just do Ratchet and Clank thing, then finish Tomb Raider, and then do Horizon. But uh, also, uh, also some of those games, like I, I think the Rise of the Tomb Raider, the Last of Us, and and Horizon Zero Dawn may be a little bit too similar. So maybe throw Doom in there as a palate cleanser in between. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty good well, idea. Yeah, and def- definitely play uh, Horizon the Tomb Raider. That. That's definitely a game you gotta play. Yeah, I think so. Man, you got a fucking hell of a backlog. I mean, Dude, they're all. I mean, I actually said I haven't played them either, so I've I I've, I've got a, the same backlog, but like I am not even close to contemplating playing any of those games right now. That is that is nothing. That, that was what I could think of off the top of my head, and I wrote I wrote them I wrote them down. But I mean, I have six games here on the Vita that I still have to play. That everybody I've still is got over, Arkham but. City. I've got Arkham Knight. I've got the Fall. I haven't played Fallout New Vegas yet, much less Fallout Four. New or Vegas is my shit. favorite Fallout. I actually just just uh, traded in Fallout Four. Um, my nine year old daughter is currently in Italy playing Fallout New Vegas. She's going to beat that game before I even get a chance to start it. It's a fantastic <laughs> game. I actually won a copy of that game in a IGN. Uh, uh, contest like it was like take a picture of your rig or whatever yeah and i took a picture of of my tower with a bib on and i was feeding it a cd Dope. and uh and i won the contest and won fallout new vegas cool for, for my pc it was pretty cool uh i loved that game that was the only that's the only one of the best bethesda games i played um to see the that's, credits that's technically not a bethesda game <laughs> not you know what i mean <laughs> yeah absolutely i absolutely know what you mean um, but yeah, that was that was man. Yeah, no, I think that's a good plan for your backlog, though. But man, that's a hell of a backlog. And I, like I said, uh, that's my backlog too. And then also add Hitman to that list that I really want to play that I haven't gotten around to yet. I didn't even bother getting Metal Gear Solid Five, and I'm a the Metal Gear Solid's my Metal favorite game of 5. all time. That's a game that I keep going back to every few months, and it's every time it's just like I love this game. And eventually, I'll get all the achievements in it because I'm playing it on PC. But it's like, God, that Be game. Be glad is I wasn't near my microphone when you said that. <laughs> that game's good. Oh, the PC because or what? I would, I, I would have shut this shit down right then. The, you have not played the Phantom Pain yet? Uh, no, I, my, um, and I, I adored um, four. I absolutely adored. Uh, I have the uh, special edition thing with like the making of uh, Blu-ray and all that stuff. I, Metal Gear Solid is my favorite thing, but just. I don't want to do missions. I don't want to do get points and get ranked. I just I just hate that in games. I hate it. Um, I'd rather it be a story that I'm playing through and, <laughs> and I'm getting the finger from Tricky's uh, Phantom Pain arm. Um, I, actually, you're you're getting the ring finger. Mine's throwing oh, up the backwards. Mine's throwing up the peace oh, sign. Yeah, it is the ring finger. Yeah. There it is. There, there it is. I like it. Um, yeah, it's a great it, game. It, dude. That's one of my shames, um, but I just, I really don't like that 
getting an S rank and A rank. Like I just it's, you don't have to though. I know. You don't have to. You're not, I know. But it, everybody's okay. for somebody who doesn't go for platinum trophies, like to say, oh, I don't want to have to get an S rank. You don't have to. But you everybody says that the don't. story was was secondary to that system. Like, no. and that's what turned no, no, no. Out. It's pretty uh, good. It's okay. not amazing and Hold it's incomplete, on. but it's it's uh. still pretty good. <clears throat> Hold on a second. I have over a thousand hours in Phantom Pain. God bless you, sir. That's legit. Okay. That game is phenomenal. It, like even without the story, just the gameplay loop on it is fucking amazing. Like seriously, like you don't you don't even Listen, need the story to fucking enjoy that game. The the story, okay. Let let let, let me break this down for you. Everybody, you know, sit down, relax, because we're we're going on. We were going to wrap another this journey up. here. <laughs> yes. Can I say you, something you real quick? Lit- to be honest, uh, having played both games, I think the Breath of the Wild Legend of Zelda is heavily, uh, very reminiscent of Metal Gear Solid Five in a lot of ways. Yes, okay. I will agree with that. Listen, the story that you get, okay, the one thing that I will knock the Phantom Pain for is every single mission you go into, there's opening credits. Every mission you go into... There's closing credits every single time. I had to close my eyes during the beginning of every mission so I wouldn't get spoiled for what was coming right. ahead because of those stupid opening credits. Because it, it, yeah, it spoiled every scene because it would say, uh, starring quiet. blah 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 this character or this this unit, and it's like, well, fuck, now right. I know what's in this, you know, chapter. <laughs> but with that being said, there are stories. The the story is integrated nicely into it. And the, when you get to the end of the Phantom Pain, you're there's. I'm not gonna say it's mind blowing like the end of four was, but there's a nice little wrap up to the series. It's good, it's damn good. To me, the ending of four, uh, you know, the fisticuffs, just that one on one fist fight. It was just perfect. It was just perfect to me, and I feel like Metal Gear Solid was just like playing a movie, playing like a lethal weapon. On yes. steroids, like as if *Lethal Weapon* wasn't on steroids, but just <laughs> it—that's—that's it, it, that's what it Metal Gear Solid was, was and for me. Four, four and is was, absolutely cinematic as fuck. It was so good, and I was so—and people, you know, shit on that game, you know, plenty. Um, but for me, it was just—it was like that cherry on top. And I and I beat *Metal Gear Solid*, *Metal Gear Solid 2*, *Metal Gear Solid 3*. Can't tell you a thing that happened in them. Not a thing. I, but it was a hell of a ride. I don't know. I just retain nothing from those from those games except for the fact that I just have a blast. And I can understand. All right, that. then I, then I forbid you to play Phantom Pain. <laughs> I forbid you. Forbid you. you you're you're done. You, this conversation's over. But I have play to Phantom play. Pain. Um, I have. To, I also want to play. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Peace Walker. Peace um, Walker's great too. Actually, yeah. Peace Walker is the biggest influence on Metal Gear Solid that, Five. That's what I've heard. Like people so. who didn't play Peace Walker don't understand it, but having platinum Peace Walker and then played Metal Gear Solid Five, it's like this is like Peace Walker on steroids. That that's kind of what I what I was gonna. Get and the at. majority the majority of the characters in Five are directly from Peace Walker. So if you never played Peace Walker, you're in a lot of ways unfamiliar with a lot of the characters I'm, in in Five. Uh, I'm thinking. I don't, I don't know about that. I'm thinking Peace Walker would be a very good natural step from my brain which is still on the traditional metal gear solid games it would be that step up and then i could yeah. get Just to don't... phantom pain and then it wouldn't be so yeah peace walker a... introduces the whole idea of having a mother base having troops to send out having individual right. chapters to yeah. play like like that's the structure of metal gear solid 5 just on steroids yeah that's that's oh, look at this got amiibos all over the place yeah that was the whole um 
that was the whole crux of it is that I just didn't want to ruin my past experiences with Metal Gear. But listen, the, I'll, no. I'll add that to my backlog list. I'll go and I'll find it cheap, but not until I beat it. You can find it cheap. List. I was in Target last night and they had a copy on, I know it's, it, but Xbox One, they had a copy for like eight bucks on the clearance rack at Target last night because I, I was there looking I've for that doing, Thunderclaw edition. They definitely didn't I've have been it. Doing, I've been doing searches for uh, Steelbooks because I started collecting Steelbooks. I actually found the Metal Gear Solid Five Collector's Edition for PS4 for fifty bucks. That, that's pretty good. So, all right, so we're gonna wrap this up because like I'm, ther- I'm, th- I'm thoroughly insulted later. by Steve now. Uh, there's no housekeeping with this. Just uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, just we're saying goodbye. Hey, Steven, where uh, can we find you? <laughs> well, you can find <laughs> me on Twitter um, at Batchild27. Um, that's also my PlayStation handle if you want to add me. Batchild? Like, Batchild. Like a child of a bat? Um, yeah, I, I did a, a play as a kid, and it was called Batboy the Musical, and they referred to my character that I played as the Batchild, and uh, it stuck with me. So so that was your like first Hotmail account, and it's just stuck with you ever since? Uh, no, unfortunately, that was Soupboy20, um, but we, we <laughs> won't get into that. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, like S O U P. Oh yeah, I love me some. Was soup. that the Was that the other first play you were in? That no, that was me. That was me trying to come up with an AOL screen name, and I settled on Soup Boy Twenty because I was eleven. I had just got through eating the most amazing can of Campbell's tomato <laughs> soup. It was actually my next door neighbor had made simple broth and some pasta, and I was with my friend who uh, her grandchild. We grew up together. And we were just sitting there together, and he's like, "Well, you did. He just eat seven bowls of soup, so why you're, you're like the soup boy." And that was it, Soup Boy Twenty. I don't use that and anymore, so don't even try and look for it. But was, anyway, Twitter. That was that was my first uh, <laughs> orgasm uh, in my life. Yeah, I was like eleven. Um, so yeah, Batchild Twenty Seven. Um, I'm on Twitter. Pretty, you know, I'm pretty active. Uh, do a lot of stuff on there. Um, I also, if you want to follow uh, a. Uh, project that I'm doing actually it's called uh, The Deplorables it's a web series uh, based on a movie that I had done back in 2011 uh, it's about a mailroom slacker who winds up accidentally killing himself and ending up in purgatory and he's trying to save purgatory from being sold to make room for luxury condos um, so that's going to start filming in a, in a month or two uh, that sounds y- like a Tim Schafer game <laughs> it does it does it's like uh, Tim Schafer meets Kevin Smith that's kind of <laughs> the vibe we're going for um, but you could follow that on uh, on various social media. It's uh, the Deplorables uh, TV uh, show or whatever. You could Google it. I don't exactly know what the handle is off the top of my you head. You just look for it wherever. Yeah, it, it, it But you Google up. Deplorables and you're just going to get a you're bunch of, a of political of, propaganda. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Deplorables <laughs> web series is what I would Google if you want to take a look at that. Sorry, I, I went into an internet wormhole and watching a video of somebody – uh, paragliding the entire Breath of the Wild map right now. I've, I did see that. I saw that. Uh, I also saw somebody uh, uh, use two metal boxes, metal crates, and to fly using the magnesis and just right. pulling himself oh, up wow. in the air and going across the whole map. That was cool. That, like, see, so that's that's where 
uh, those kind of things are where uh, Breath of the Wild reminds me so much of Metal Gear Solid. They basically created a tool set and told you, go out there and fucking do it. Like, you figure out how to do it with the tools that we've handed you. And Metal Gear Solid is just they, like they, that. They give they give you the tools to be your own Yeah, boss. no, that's the thing. It's like it's like you're, you're playing those games and you're, you come across a situation you're like, huh, I wonder if I can do that. And you try it, and sure as fuck, you can do it. The other day, I was I was paragliding off of, a, off of a mountain, and I'm coming down into this valley, and I look below me, and I'm like, there's a deer down there. I wonder if I can land on that deer. And sure as fuck, I landed on the deer, and I tamed it, and I was riding around on a goddamn deer. And I'm like, holy shit, this game is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With that being said, uh... Chances are you probably hearing this before you hear in episode 300. I'm trying to edit both of them. Uh, well, actually, I'm trying to edit. Who'd have 300. thought this thing would be easier to edit than 300? Well, this because this doesn't get edited except for the part that you made me edit out, which now everybody knows. I didn't I make you. The you're out. the one who said it. <laughs> I didn't your say words. you did. You said it. For those of you who don't know, uh, they spoiled the where uh, Jimmy Hoffa is buried. And we had to take that up. Oh, that's just that's that's giant stadium. Oh, did you guys hear they're making a new uh, new cartoon? Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? That's kind of dope. I did hear that. Yeah, that's kind of dope. And uh, who, oh, who who was uh who was cast as the new uh, chief? I don't know. I I'm sorry. I just uh, that's the only information I knew. I just read a headline. I I didn't think we were oh. going to turn this into a topic. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. No. <laughs> Uh, that was such a click, that was so clickbait of you. New that was clickbaity as fuck. You'll you'll never believe uh, who the new chief is. Did you just clickbait me <laughs> in real life? San Diego. I see. See now you make me look this up. Uh. I'm just gonna see if we can make this a two-hour episode. The never-ending podcast. Oh, that's who it was. Gia Rodriguez. Cool, cool. Okay. No, she, I'm just like, I'm the, just psyched to have where in the world is Carmen San Diego out again? She uh, she's actually the voice of Carmen San Diego, not the chief. Oh, okay. Oh. That show made me feel stupid as a child. Are you kidding? That was that was the beginning of my obsession with quiz shows. Yeah, I, I, that, I answered everything. That show wrong. made me feel. <laughs> that, that show made me feel stupid as an adult. <laughs> uh, All right. With that being said, uh, th- three hundred should be uh, coming out soon. Uh, hopefully you'll hear it by the end of uh, before you're hearing this. If not, it'll be out shortly after. Uh, the video version of 300 is going to take some extra time. I'm having to send that out to be edited because my editing skills with video really took a hit over the last five years of me not doing a, a video edit. So I gotta get back with that. Uh, but with that being said, uh, until the next time we talk, guys. Happy trophy hunting. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines. <laughs> <laughs>